Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. This week's AEW Dynamite started by reminding us it is definitely 2023. But before that, hello my friends, my name is Simon Miller and welcome to Ups and Downs, which in case you have stumbled across this for the first time, is a very positive wrestling review show. I still get people tweeting me going, Simon, you like things too much. Oh no, it's such a burden being in a good mood. So I've told you now, we look for the good in sports entertainment and we just try and be positive peeps. If you want to be a negative Nancy, that's fine, but not here. Let's up those doubts. Anyway, going back to this whole 2023 wrestling thing, Chris Jericho came out to take on Commander. And I'm sorry, if I had told you this even a few years ago, you would have slapped me around the face and it would have been totally justified. It just doesn't make any sense. We also had a story here as well, though, which is actually the theme for this week's Dynamite, because the commentators kept going, what? Look at Chris Jericho. He's come out here by himself. Maybe it's the end of the Jericho Appreciation Society, which would be really sad. Who's going to appreciate it? Commander definitely didn't, because he was just bouncing around the place. And some of the Hurricane Rathers he did early on. I was honestly laughing. And I looked at this commander, and I was like, somebody should investigate him, because there is no way that he is human. Humans can't do this. It took Jericho smacking him out of midair to try and get any kind of offense in here. And I swear at one point, the fans started to chant Y2J. He hasn't done that gimmick for so long, but it sums up pro wrestling, some things will never die. I don't think Chris liked this much either, because at one point, he was blowing kisses to the crowd before he started flipping them off. I was like, would you make up your mind? Commander then went back to being an out-of-control maniac when Jericho just killed him with this lariat. But then he started doing that rope walk thing, and he was doing Phoenix splashes, and he was doing shooting stars. And some people go, oh man, all Commander can do is ring walk. Are you out of your actual mind? He can balance on the rope and then do some fuzzy-wuzzy flippy stuff. You've got to give him more credit. Really, though, after a while, he should have stopped going boing, boing, because Jericho is quite experienced. When he went for a dragon rather, Jericho's like, I'm done with this. He locked in the walls and he got the tap-out victory. So I tell you, this was just a piece of fun POF. And there's more with Chris Jericho later. Up. And there was more right here, too, because Don Callis zoomed out here as soon as they were done. He's like, hey, Chris, how you doing? Do you remember how I asked you to be in the family? I think we should talk about it. Callis also has this new entrance video where he looks like Vigo the Carpathian, Carpathian, whatever it is, from Ghostbusters 2. And he was like, listen, Chris, we've known each other for 30 years. And do you remember the bad news Alan was our trainer? And what did he used to say to us? We should stay together forever. And we even had some footage from the mid-90s. 
I mean, this really did make it all feel very real. You can see he did a number on Jericho too, because he was like, man, this does make me feel warm and fuzzy in my tum-tum. So now we have planted those seeds and I want to see what is going to happen. And again, this was kind of like a story that did proceed throughout Dynamite. And I like it very much. Which brought us to Alex Marvez in the back. He was quite literally stood in front of Jungle Boy's car going, well, look, I'm trying to talk to him. He doesn't want to talk to me. So I'm going to knock on the window. Oh, great detective work. He must have pissed off Jack Perry because he did wind down his window. And he's like, look, I don't want to talk to you because this is an unsafe working environment. So he said the line, although he was right because then Hook teleported him from nowhere and he tried to get in this vehicle. But if it wasn't for the child locks, he would have murdered him. But thankfully, they did have those on there. So once again, Jungle Boy just ran away. So we are definitely taking our time with this. We're just doing little skits here and there. But I actually think that's really smart. Jack Perry is learning to be a heel on the job, which is quite difficult. And I think he is doing just fine. If we do give him a few weeks, he will get better and better and better. This kind of ties into the intro. Sometimes it's nice to just support people doing new things. That's what I'm going to do. Ready for Kate and Kitty used this time to try and do some investigating on her own because she had found Don Callis and she was like, right, what's going on with you? And he said, well, I'll tell you. Later on, I'm going to walk to that ring by myself and I shall reveal the fifth member for the Blood and Guts match with the BCC. And of course, right here, you were probably meant to think it was Christopher Jericho. Renee thought he was mad if he was going to go out there by himself because, of course, Kenny Omega would try and kill him. Don was like, I am not scared of that man. I am not scared of anyone. And we cut back to commentary and Tony Schiavone just called him an idiot. <laughs> really made me laugh. It also allowed Excalibur to call MJF an idiot. And this was used for a segue into one of the best damn segments I've ever seen in my life. Can I tell you, I do not know what the long-term plans for Maxwell Jacob Friedman and Adam Cole as a team were. But we need to call an audible. And if you want to keep them together for the next 12 months... I'm on board. Because they were hanging out in some bar and MJF was all like, oh my gosh, Adam Cole, I can't believe you're not wearing our new t-shirt. When a bunch of women walked by and Max was basically like, man, we should go and hit on them. And Adam was like, no, I don't want to do that because I very much care about my girlfriend, Britt Baker. So Friedman left. And when he came back, he was basically like, way more for daddy. It's like, you are the worst person ever, but you're also great. When he had been away, banging some women, let's be honest, that was what we were telling people here. Cole had put on his special magic t-shirt and then was like, hey, we should now go and do my activity of choice, which was playing AEW Fight Forever. Now, of course, MJF was absolutely appalled by this because he doesn't want to play geeky, crappy video games. But he did get into it and he also revealed, oh my gosh, it's so much more fun when you actually have a friend to do these things with. So we're actually creating depth for the MGF character here, even though obviously sooner rather than later, he's going to screw over Adam Cole. They then also admitted that they both wanted to screw the other one over and turn on them and they laughed about it. <laughs> but now that they are getting on so well, they should win the eliminated tournament and they should win the tag team titles. Once again, I totally agree. We then ended with this slow motion high five, so I was just cheering as Tony Schiavone had a meltdown. And that makes it all better too, because the whole reason MJF and Adam Cole bonded in the first place is because they hate Big Tone. So this is totally goofy wrestling for life and goes to show. You can put it into your world championship program and it's not an issue at all. I enjoyed this so much, I kind of felt like I wrote it myself. <laughs> Never change, AEW. You get it out. And as we had talked about this title tournament as well, we then cut to Darby Allen and Orange Cassidy taking on Daniel Garcia and Sammy Guevara. 
It's very good. Now this one had a plot as well, and it does once again tie into the Jericho Appreciation Society. Because even though Garcia and Sammy are teaming together, anytime they do get the win by shenanigans, we are making it very clear that Sammy Boy doesn't see it. Huh. Darby was kicking Daniel's ass for Guevara tagged in and tried his luck, but this is when Garcia tripped Allen, which of course meant the bad guys, technically, but one of them is also meant to be good, were able to take over. I started going, well, what the hell is he going to do? And surprise, surprise, he made the hot tag to the piece of fruit, and Orange Cassidy got in there, and he was just busting out Mishinoku drivers. He's a very talented wrestler and orange. Somehow though, Daniel was able to wiggle his hips and all of a sudden he applied the dragon tamer, but that's when Cassidy also did some wiggling of his own and he was able to hit the stun dog millionaire. Then Darby Allen was here and he is over the top stunner. Once again, I was like, man, just having a good time. They then actually had a battle over the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the surprise roll up. And when that didn't work, everybody kicked each other in the face and we were all down. Bravo. This is when Prince Nana made his way to the ring, so you just knew shenanigans were coming. And he got the skateboard and was like, well, I think somebody should use this. When all of a sudden, everybody was having a tug of war over the board that you can skate on, including the referee. And because he was distracted, Swerve Strickland arrived, my word. He murdered Darby with a knee. Of course, Sammy Guevara saw none of this, which was the point, and he was able to hit the GTH to get the 1-2-3, which means he and Daniel Garcia are now going to the finals. But you just know that they are going to fall out, and then we can get this feud. This was just enjoyable deep down in my tootsie toes, and finally we did get the bracket, so I was like, yes, there it is. Though it was a little bit late, but who cares? I've got real problems. Up. He then just had the most amazing video for Nick Wayne, who of course is going to make his debut for AEW later. And it was all about when his father passed away and him not knowing what he was going to do. I mean, if this was to build sympathy for the man, mission success. It also featured Darby Allen, who we sold as being pivotal to getting Nick Wayne to where he needed to be. And like I say, I could just not be more supportive of a human being. And we'll talk about his match letter, but either way, he is going to be a star. You should watch this. People also love to go, well, I don't know who this person is. Well, one, AEW has gone out of their way to tell you this time. But also, two, who cares? Go on the internet. <laughs> do some Googling. Why do I have to have people shouting me at this all of the time? It really doesn't. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be 
big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try? It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Renee was then earning her check again because she was backstage with Adam Cole. Now, I was excited straight away, especially because before this got going, Cole was on the phone in the background, clearly to Britt Baker going, look, you don't need to worry about it. I just went to a bar with MJF. When Roderick Strong walked in and was like, bro, you can't be buying MJF's antics. He is up to no good. Now, the tease here is that maybe, just maybe, Adam is falling for Friedman's charms, or maybe he's the smarter of the two. And as he said to Roddy here, well, when we first met, we didn't like each other. But now look at us. We're bros. Cole then essentially cut Strong off because he got a text from Maxwell Jacob Freeman saying, well, I thought we should do the double clothesline, but I've just seen Brian Cage backstage and it turns out I'm now sick. And when ads went to tell him, no, we're still going to have this match, poor Roderick Strong basically had an emotional breakdown. But as I keep telling to you, the amount of story seeds we planted in this episode of Dynamite... I was very, very impressed. So we have to draw this out now because we have totally stumbled across something here, especially because everybody else thinks they're idiots. Even Rene Paquette was like, man, somebody is going to get screwed here. I'm just having so much fun with it. Up. It of course meant it was time for our Adam Cole and MJF tag team match and they were taking on Big Bill and Brian Cage who had really impressed on Rampage. And as they are now a tag team, I am going to call them Jacked Inc. This was all fun and games as well, especially because Cole was wearing the shirt. And the first thing MGF wanted to do was a body slam on Big Bill. So he is now just taking 1980s ideas and bringing them into the modern day. And surprise, surprise, it worked. That's the whole point. Of course, he failed miserably, which is when Adam Cole and Brian Cage tagged in. And when Cage started to do a bunch of push-ups, Adam was like, well, I can do that too. And he out-pushed up Brian Cage because he's like massive. He had a meltdown as well. So once again, I was like, did I send my ideas into AEW? They honestly couldn't have done this better for my personal tastes. We then went back to the body slam spot. And the only way Maxwell was able to do it is because Billy Boy had ripped Adam Cole's shirt and he can't handle merchandise being wrecked. So he did slam him. Everybody cheered. And you know what? So did I. It's always weird because I watch this show by myself. We also then went into the double clothesline teases, which they were going to do, but of course they weren't able to. And instead it was Bill that hit them with a double clothesline. And you just know they will hit it in the finals and the entire world will implode. Our heroes were then able to hit some kicks that were super onto Brian Cage. And they smashed him with the Heat Seeker before Adam Cole hit the boom to get the one, two, three. And I honestly, I mean it, think they should become tag team champions. They are wonderful together. Cole and MJF also cut a promo after this too. And once again, the whole tease is maybe Adam Cole is falling in love with MJF. And MJF is falling in love with Adam Cole. And there was a bit here when Adam Cole said to MJF, and why? And I thought somebody was going to go, here's why. And I would have sent a cease and desist. 
It's not true. I would have just done backflips. Either way, it's one of the best parts of the whole show and the show for a while. It is getting it up. We also had more here too because we did see Roderick Strong watching all this from a screen in the back, just getting madder and madder. I was like, bro, this is not the flex that you think it is. You're kind of coming across like an ex-partner that thinks stalking is totally fine. I can tell you now that it's not. Renee was then back because she had found Jake Hagar who had said, yeah, look, here I am outside of Chris Jericho's locker room and I've decided that I'm going to go in. This is because he wanted to know what was going down with the JAS and he said, so, you know, I saw you having that conversation with Don Callis earlier. Do you want to clue me in here? Jericho was like, yeah, you know, it's a pretty good offer. I do not know what I'm going to do. Now this is when hearts broke all over the globe because it's not what Jake wanted to hear and honestly if you looked into his eyes it was like he had just seen a puppy that had been kicked because he took off his purple hat and he gave it to Chris and said well look if you can't talk to me straight I'm out. I mean, I actually cried. Hager also mentioned a time when he saved Chris Jericho's life in Dubai, which I do believe is true. They spoke about it on the podcast, and I saw some people naysaying this on the internet, but I say no. I believed in that purple hat. I loved that purple hat. I wanted to be friends with that purple hat. And now poor Jakey boy feels like he can't wear it anymore. It's the worst moment of my life. My absolute favorite part though is that this whole Jericho Appreciation Society thing, along with other things on the show, is now all about personal issues with each other. Now look, it's not on the same level, but that's why the bloodline got over, because we could understand the family falling apart. So yeah, do more of this. It's human conflict that always works up. This is when I realized, man, we have so many tournaments going on at the moment because, yeah, it was then time for the women's semi-final Owen Hart Cup. It was also Ruby Soho taking on Sky Blue and I really enjoyed this because I think over the last few months, both of these wrestlers have really redefined their characters and they've been going on a new path, but because of that we've seen them improving and getting better and better. They kind of proved it all here. Blue also decided to slap Ruby Soho, which was certainly a choice when Tony Storm was getting involved. But thankfully, Sky had come with a plan here. She was like, listen, you absolute goobers. If you try and attack me, I'm going to blast out the super kicks. So she did. Sadly, it didn't work because Tony Storm and Soraya they just hurled her into Simple the Still Steps. But thankfully, the referee saw this. Now, he didn't ask for the DQ, but he did say, listen, you two, you have to go to the back. So that was it. The outcasts were gone. They are for real. Now, I do think Ruby saw this as an opportunity because she grabbed Blue's leg and just slammed it into Simba over and over again. And that really hampered Blue, as it would do. So when we got back in the ring, she was hobbling around. It also saw the Code Blue get turned into a half-Boston crab. I was like, you can't do that, Ruby. You ain't even from Boston. Although when Sky escaped, <laughs> she hit this big old full Nelson slam. Like all wrestlers, though, she then just got magnetized to the top rope. And I was like, why are you going up there? You don't have a leg. And Ruby saw this. She crotched her. She hit the new future. And she got the one, two, three. But look, this is much better than I've given it credit for. And once again, there's a narrative here. Because Ruby Soho was in the finals in 2022. And now she's back in 2023. And if she wins, it justifies the fact she went mega bad guy. I would also say that Ruby is probably better than ever right now. Just saying something. Uh, when AEW surprised me, because I thought they were about to give me more goofy wrestling for life. Actually, they didn't at all. Because QT Martial and Aaron Solo were here to introduce Harley Cameron's music video, which they did promise last week. I was like, man, this is going to be so dumb. This is going to be so silly. It's going to be so goofy. <laughs> but it wasn't. <laughs> In fact, it was absolutely brilliant. Harley Cameron can really rap. She also had some amazing rhyming slang when she worked in Dirt Sheet Driver. That's why I'm going to pull a fast one here. 
I'm gonna give it a down. <laughs> That's right. I wanted this to be like the crummiest thing <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. Instead, I walked off super impressed, like, wow, that Harley should probably be her gimmick. <laughs> so look, it's a silly, stupid down. But honestly, if you would like to be surprised today, go and watch it blow your mind. When things got super interesting. Because let's be honest, all of the following things can be true. AEW has done a great job in introducing Nick Wayne to its audience and made it feel like, holy crap, man, one day this guy's going to be a megastar. Quite clearly, though, Swerve Strickland is a guy with the talent who should be a main eventer right now. For some reason, All Elite Wrestling does have him lose a lot. Which begs the question, what shall we do? And if you have been on social media today, you know the answer was have Swerve win. Because this Wayne's debut, everybody is now melting down. So we do have to talk about it, but before then, let's not lose sight of the fact that this was amazing. Like I've already said, Strickland is one hell of a talent. But Nick Wayne, I tell you, if Nick Wayne came in here right now, I would say, oh, hi, Nick Wayne. Would you like to be the official sponsor, the special athlete of 2 plus 2 equals potato? Because this guy is basically a fetus, and he's already this good? Doesn't make any sense. The commentators also made sure to tell us about the beef they had on the independence scene, so there was more meat for the bone. When the bell rang, <laughs> they just went at 100 miles an hour, and it was flubbing great. Nick snapped Hurricane Rana was also so good, the crowd went crazy, but that's when his inexperience took over, because he was all like, oh yes, I'm going to take in your cheers. So Swerve was like, no, I'm not having that. And he thumped him. He also tried to hit a DVD, which is when Wayne turned it into another Hurricane Rana and he threw Strickland to the floor. And look, I want to make it clear in case I don't get it across. We gave love to Nick Wayne here. He was kicking Swerve's ass. It took a Swerve neck breaker to get him back into things, because of course he was trying to break someone's neck, which is serious. And he was swatting Nick Wayne out of the air, which is when Darby Allen was here and he was like going, I support you, Nick. I support you. And I tell you, all of it worked. I never wanted someone to win more. We also had this amazing false finish where Nick did hit Wayne world but Swerve Strickland got his foot on the rope at one two. Oh my gosh and that was it that's when I realized what was going to happen but I was enjoying it so much I don't think I cared because also right after this they went to the top rope and when Nick Wayne went to do one final Hurricane Rana Swerve Strickland look at me laughing murdered him with a power bomb but that bump was so sick I think I freaked out Strickland also delivered the last call but that didn't work so he did hit the JML driver to get the one two three and here's the deal should people win on their debuts if you are trying to push them all the way to the top yes they should but it was so good they have such good chemistry and the fans were so behind Nick Wayne I actually don't think it matters also I had a good time which is the point of watching wrestling and you can now be shouting at your screen see Simon this is why you're the problem well my parents have been telling me that for 30 years so I'm used to it it is getting it up. I just think we presented Nick Wayne as somebody's equal here, even though he is 18, and there is more coming, because when Strickland was leaving, he kept looking at Nick Wayne's mother, who was at ringside. So I'd be worried about that. You've seen what Christian has done with people's families. I am scared. When AEW <laughs> went nuts. It did start when Don Callis walked to the ring, as promised, and was all like, I am the best, and Kenny Omega will die at the Blood and Guts events. And clearly Ken had heard this, so he came out to the ring and he was going to murk Don Callis. It wasn't the best idea because John Moxley and Takeshita were waiting in the wings when all of a sudden we did find out who the fifth member of the Blackpool Combat Club was going to be. And if you can believe it, it was Tatanka. <laughs> it wasn't Tatanka, but it should have been Tatanka. But it was actually better than Tatanka because who has returned to AEW? 
it's packed. Now I have totally missed this guy and he absolutely wrecked Omega with a chair, which is a perfectly normal thing to do. When he got on the microphone, he justified the whole thing. Because do you remember the trio's best of seven series? What happened in that? Not only did Kenny Omega take Pac's title, but he broke his nose. That's true. That's why he's been away. This whole thing then went proper wrestling because they were actually going to kill Kenny Omega. And because he started going, watch the video screen, watch the video screen. They were like, all right, look, I know we were going to murder him, but I think we should watch the video screen right now. This is like James Bond. I am going to finish you off, James. Firstly, let's have a chat. Thank goodness we did, though, because clearly Kenny Omega has been pulling some all-nighters as he had edited this video together. And that's right. We also learned who the fifth member of the elite is going to be. <laughs> it is Kota Abushi. It's a Reddit thread come to life. When this was done, too, all of a sudden the Young Bucks and Hangman and Page were here. I thought, well, where have you been? And they took out the BCC when, of course, Hangman got on the microphone and said, next week this ends, and Kenny Omega did all of his go-home lines. But you could just feel the atmosphere in the building. Nobody could believe this, and I've had a few hours to process it, and I still don't. But if you are a nerd like me, this is just like all your favorites coming round for your birthday. And now I'm so excited about Blood and Guts. This could be the match of the year, genuinely, especially because there's so much depth to the story. So I have been pondering it, and you gotta do it. It doesn't just get an up, it gets a golden up. I mean, the return of Pack and the debut of Kotorobushi, even in video form, in five minutes? You cannot get mad at that. Which did indeed bring us to the end of AEW Dynamite, and it really was meant to be a go-home show for a pseudo-pay-per-view. And in that sense, they smashed it. Color me excited getting it up. Also now, please do leave a comment below and let me know what you thought about the show. Click the video on the screen, which is going to be ups and downs for Raw, so you can get my take on WWE as well. Like the video, share the video, and subscribe. Go to whatculture.com, and hey ho, we're on social media. Come say hi. My name is Simon from What Culture. Thank you for joining me as always. Know that I love you and that you make me feel warm and fuzzy in my tum-tum. Always sounds a bit strange, but it's true. Have a great day. Goodbye. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.